Hey y'all, this is Nikki, host of the How To Be Magical podcast, and I am here with my love, the incomparable, the talented, <laughs> the beautiful, <laughs> Savage the Poet, making Brooklyn good, making Brooklyn look good, always making Brooklyn look and sound good. We love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. And if y'all haven't heard it already, please check out Hood Shaman, it's on YouTube, I got a link, it's everywhere. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a real good talk today about mysticism and music and hood shamanism and, oh gosh, all of the things that make us, you know, I, w- I want to say that make us unassuming, you know, kind of under the radar people really, really potent and powerful because I think that a lot of people sleep on you know some of the basic elements of what makes something truly magical and it's not always about how it looks it's sometimes it's just like what it is you know like you either got it or you don't right as Zora Neale Hurston said like those who got it can't hide it and those that don't you know it's like yeah, you can't fake it like you either got it or you don't you know what I mean and um I think we're gonna have a real good talk today because there's so gosh there's so many things so many layers to this whole situation um and one thing I will say savage that i truly love about you is your stage presence is like <laughs> like okay i'm just gonna say this right now y'all if you ain't never seen somebody perform live right like you need to see him perform live because like when you perform live it, it makes you feel like you like we was in the booth with you mm-hmm. when you like recorded these songs because a lot of people can't perform as good as they record Mm. and a lot of people don't know how to work the crowd and a lot of people don't have that connection with the crowd but like me and trey went to your show when was that was it last spring no it was before then it It was was like it was like in december down in like yo like a good year ago and like yo you had that crowd rocking man like you had the crowd rocking so all right i got mad questions let me just say thank you having me a part of this having me be a part of this podcast um like i said before like i've been listening to this from the beginning like from your first episode so and essentially too like in a way like i feel like i manifested this moment because while listening to this i could always see myself having a conversation with you and like sitting down and really chopping it up with you about you know not necessarily this topic but just life in general you know what i mean you're such a you have such a familiar voice you know what i mean uh, so I definitely felt like I manifested this in some kind of way. Uh, so I'm so happy to be here today talking with you I'm, about this subject. I'm, I'm not happy because, like, like before we started recording, we were talking. And one thing I said that I stand by is that the reason I started the podcast is because I felt like there's, there's always a need for diversity in voices, especially like the average regular hood ass folks right and i feel like people we just said it like people discount there's like mad magic in the hood there's mad spirituality in the hood there's like so much um there's just there's so much love there's like there's so much there and i think that a lot of people want to appropriate what they feel are the glamorous parts of the hood like the way we talk and the way we dress and, and our dances and stuff but there's something that you can't imitate about like people's need for survival people's love of community people's um ability to create with nothing essentially right so like like you as a poet as a as a wordsmith as um as an mc Mm -hmm. like what would you say was hmm 
What would you say was like one of your earliest moments of like being like, yo, I really like this. Like, I really like making songs. I really like, like, I, re I'm, I don't know. Like, this is my thing. That's a good question. Uh, also, thank you for that fab introduction. Like, you always <laughs> the most fab introductions. I'm like, you make people feel so good just from the intro. But um, it's the truth. No, but thank you is the point. Like, thank you, it feels good to be addressed like that. You know what I mean? Especially us talking from certain communities and certain backgrounds. It feels so good to be honored sometimes and just talked about in that way. So I appreciate it. Um, as for how, like, the first time I found... The first time I thought, like, this is for me, like, what I'm doing, it started in high school. Okay. Uh, English class. Probably I was, like, 15, probably, like, a sophomore in, in high school. And we were learning about, I went to a very, like, black and power high school. I went to Banneker. I don't know if you know about Banneker. Benjamin Banneker. I heard of school. I heard of it. Um, but anyway, like, we were learning about, like, slavery. And, like, I remember around the time the teacher gave us an assignment. And it was to go home and write, like, a persona poem where you, like, adopt the persona of either an object or, like, a voice or someone that we had been studying, basically, and write a poem from that perspective. Okay. And he gave us a, a list of literary devices, metaphor, simile, personification, like, the whole nine. And I've never written a poem before in my life. Like, I've never done this before. And I remember I went home, and I don't know what it was inside of me. I wrote this poem... And I took the persona of of a key to like the shackles of slaves. Oh snap. But I wrote from the perspective of a key, basically. And I don't remember too much of the poem. I know it's like I am the key to their freedom, the one who keeps them enslaved. Like it's like this beautiful poem that I wrote about this key. But the point is I went home and I used every if there was 80 devices on that sheet, I used every single device. Like every single device. And I remember I came in to class the next day, and you know, everybody had a poem that they went home and wrote. So everybody was filling their oats, like, okay, like, we about to. And he really set it up like slam style. Like, oh, snap. Like, really, like, in the classroom, like, everybody get up, like, you're gonna say your poem to your group. Each group is gonna, like, choose a candidate who, like, snap, basically, and we're gonna compete, like, in clusters. Everybody's gonna compete. So I remember sitting with my group of four, like, you know, when you're sitting on heat, like, you're just like, yo, I. <laughs> I literally snapped on this. Ain't nobody telling me I didn't. So I'm literally sitting there. I'm listening to everybody's poem. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's nice. I really like that. Like, oh, yeah. Snap, snap, snap. And then I remember when it was my time to go, I just felt like this wave of like, it's like, this moment happens very few times in life, but when it does, it feels so magical. It's like when you find your strength and like, in speaking, like before when I was listening to everybody speak, you know, I was sitting there like shy, rich, like listening and like being cute with them and like laughing and stuff. But the moment I opened my mouth up to speak this poem, I became like a god. You know what I mean? It became like, whoa. And I, I can feel, you know, like I can feel their reactions without even looking up. So when I looked up and I saw that their reactions were what I was thinking they were going to be, it was such a beautiful moment for me, you know what I mean? And immediately they all surrendered and was like, all right, you got right, so you the one like, that's going to represent you, and you, you represent it. And it was such a, like, great moment for me because even through that, like, I ended up winning the slam from the whole classroom. And I'm even thinking back, like, when I wrote that poem with all those devices, I, my first person I read it to was my mom, of course, and I spit it for her. And she was like, you ain't write that. She was like, I know you did not write that. Like, where did, if you wrote it, write it again. 
you know, my mother's real like, well, if you did it once, let me see you do it again. You know what I mean? So, sure enough, after that moment, it opened almost like this portal, almost like a camera lens. Like, it opened it up to, like, this new way of expression that was, like, second nature to me that I didn't have access to before because I didn't, I didn't have the trigger to set me off. You know what I mean? But the moment I started writing, I started writing about so many things. I started writing about love, politics, like slavery, because that was a huge topic that I was dealing with and like, hearing my people be addressed as savages, which is a big reason how I got my name too. Like, okay. I, didn't, I didn't even, a lot of people, it's funny. I'm gonna put y'all on game right now. Like a lot of people use that term so much later, you know, to be like, I'm a savage and I, I do reckless shit. I, I, I. It's like when I named myself savage, I took so much like, I named myself that with so much love and strength because that is a, a word that had been used to describe people that looked like me for so long. And it was a moment, almost like Tupac's thug life, right? Of mm. him being like, I am a thug, fuck it. Like, and what? And what? You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, what I, else I, I began say? to take that at the age of 15 as like, I am a savage, and what? You know what I mean? And not in a way that people used to describe it now in hip hop, where it's like real, you know, just reckless and not even thinking about it too much. Just like, yeah, I do wild shit. It's like, no, actually, like these people, have called us savages because they never took the time to understand us. And essentially, as an artist, you know, we all have, we all carry a bit of that, of people kind of like labeling us something or, or trying to put us in a box or say who we are without understanding the full scope of what I actually am. And I don't even know who the fuck I actually am yet. You know what I mean? I'm always evolving. I'm always changing. I'm always becoming. So for you to sit there and like label me as such, it's like, oh, I like that word. Like, I am a savage. It's something that you can never understand. It's something that you can, it's something that scares you. You know what I mean? It's something that is greater than what your, your mind can even picture and imagine. You know what I mean? So, I know I went on a tangent. Nah, I love it. But I'm... that's literally, like, how I started writing. It, it definitely came from, like, a powerful place. And from there, like, other things in my life, like, I came out to my mom through poetry. Aww. Like, it's always been my way of, like... I don't know what to do with this feeling inside of me. So let me just write it out. You know what I mean? Let me write how I'm feeling. Let me write what I'm going through, you know? And those things have always been like the keys, like from the beginning of my first home, like the key that I, I wrote from, they my poems have always been the keys to like these roads opening in my life and me being able to see things from such clearer perspectives, you know? And then helping other people see it from that same way. You know? I'm sorry, I'm chatting. Nah, listen, <laughs> that's what we here. We talking. We talking. Like, so what was your first song that you recorded? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> okay. So I remember when I was so bad. I, I was writing poetry at 15, but then I went off to college to pursue acting. For some reason, in my wild story, movie <laughs> life, I had I remember this too being in, in, in my room thinking like, I can never be a poet. I can never be a rapper, like those people don't make no money. Like, imagine me trying to pursue something like that. I can't, I can't, I can't. So my wild ass is like, I'm gonna pursue acting. Like, I can act. I never acted a day <laughs> of my life. But for some reason, that was like my my go-to. So um, I studied acting in school to only come out of school. And like, I remember I was auditioning a lot. And I just hated that process, process of auditioning. Because when you're in school, you're playing like, 
doctors, you're playing scientists, you're playing all these amazing ass people. When you graduate as a person of color and you're auditioning, you're auditioning for janitors, you're auditioning for maid, you're auditioning for rapists, like crazy roles that I'm like, what the fuck? What? What are these roles that y'all are giving me to play? Like, I'm looking at myself in the mirror like, you're not that. Like, why would you be, why would you be trying so hard to be that, to get a role, to get like, your flowers, that's like not what you need to be doing, you know? Um, and in that, like, I had a friend who, like, was interning for Afropunk at the time. Okay. And doing the whole music get up. So, like, she hooked me up with an internship. So I was already kind of being exposed to the music industry a little bit, especially behind the scenes. And when I left them, I was officially like, I'm going to do music. Like, I literally, like, I write every single day of my life. I write freestyles. I write songs on a regular. Like, why am I not pursuing this? Um, so I remember, like, I used to go on YouTube and look up, like, different type beats like you could look up drake type beat or like meek mill type beat or Nicki minaj type beat so i looked up a beat i think it was a drake type beat and it's this real ratchet ass song i wrote called gucci oh it was gosh like, like my verses it was like this crazy ratchet ass song that i deleted from everywhere because i was like nobody could ever hear this black, ratchet crazy shit and, and essentially so i was creating because i was like this is my first song like it gotta be in relationship to everything that's out right now and it just looked crazy on me because that's not who I am as a person. I'm not that, you know, I could turn up, don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm not that kind of artist. And I'm learning to own that and be like, okay, Rich, you're not that type of artist. Savage, you're not that kind of artist. Um, so through that process of, of going so far left, I was able to bring it back and start revisiting my poems and revisiting my words and, and actually diving into what I want to say. You know what I mean? And a lot of that I feel like lives in this world of like, like dreaming, like just being a dreamer at heart and writing from that perspective. Sometimes writing from a place of like, I know my eyes don't see it yet, but my heart does and my spirit does. So what if I close my eyes and just write from there? And I feel oh, like a lot, a lot of my songs come from that place of like, just writing what doesn't exist yet. And then later when I experience it, I'm like, I'm literally sobbing. I'm a crier. Listen, <laughs> I'm I was a crier. I was in a, on an Uber on the way here. Like, yeah. I'm just happy to see my friend. And, <laughs> yeah, like, and I was like, damn it, I'm always crying. No, I'm that person too. Like, seriously, I get super. But to me, crying is also just like extreme emotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. even a bad thing. Like, people got us all, they got it all twisted. Like, it's not even a bad thing. It's just when you feel so strongly and it can't come out no other type of way, you cry. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you just, just start cry. crying. You just cry. But yeah, that is a short, but long story, again, as to how I wrote. It's, it's fine. I started writing songs, basically, of just, like, different things. I tried to, like, take my poems and make them into songs and just, like, listening to beats time and time again until a story will come out, you know? Sort of like, like Biggie, when you listen to Biggie speak, he's just telling stories, you know what I mean? In a poetic-ass way, because that's poetry. It is I mean? poetry. Or like, pod, poetry, you know? But, like, just basically taking my time as an artist and as a poet to make that transition of, okay, I'm I'm doing this now, you know? I mean, I, I like what you just said about, like, when you can't see it, like, in your physical, and you just, like, close your eyes, but you could, you could see it. Like, yeah. it's there. Mm -hmm. It's just not physically in front of you yet, but you could feel it, and you could feel the feeling of what it would be like when you're with the thing that you're creating um you know a lot of i guess 
high-minded people will be like, that's <laughs> manifestation. And you're like, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, I'm daydreaming. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm I'm just I'm just dreaming. I'm just spitballing and I'm just living, but I'm just living somewhere else. Yeah, like, like I, I ain't even here. I ain't even here with y'all. And like, I tell people that all yeah. the time, and people will be like, girl, we I'm like, I ain't here. I ain't, I <laughs> I ain't even here. I ain't like even that. here. Yeah. I don't even know where I'm at. You just I'm, brought me back. I'm in like three different places yeah, right now. You know, and I don't know, like in terms of like like spiritually, like we just we talked about dreams a little bit before um, we got on air. But like like you said, you haven't dreamt in a long time, so now your dreams is coming back full force. Um, do you ever feel like? Do you ever like? Do you ever be like in your waking life and feel like you have like like a dream feeling? Mm. Like you're walking. Oh my god, yeah. And you're happy. You're like, okay, wait a second. Not like I don't want to say deja vu. No, but it's it was, not the same. It's not a deja vu. It's like this. Like wait a minute, I know this. You know, it's mm. wait a minute. Oh, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to see this person. I feel like sometimes, like when I listen to your songs, it's very interesting how you can weave together like these. Kind of like intangible topics, and kind of like off the cuff, you know. Like even in her shaman, you talking about Madonna's, you talking about yeah. <laughs> you talking about Florida Wood, you talking about you talking about all of these things that I feel like are very buzzwordy right now. But like, it doesn't feel fake coming from you. No. You know, it yeah. feels like no, this is this is you. You know, so like even how you just said about this song, this Gucci. So, <laughs> my young son. This this Gucci song that clearly was not you at all. How like in terms of especially like what you just said, you wanted to make something that was like this is the stuff that people's listening to. This is the stuff that's out. This is the stuff that's, that's getting airplay. This is what this is what's getting spin. You know, if do you, that feeling of like yo, I have to be me at because I can't afford to be somebody else. I have to be me. And being me is not something that I'm seeing like that, right? So, like, that's why I wanted to talk about music, especially in this episode, because it's like, there is a lot of room. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of room for you as an artist. I agree. Like, a lot of room. Like, I feel like people haven't seen you before. Like, literally, like, I haven't seen you in the way that you are. Like, we got Celia Cruz, right? We got Tito Puente, mm -hmm. right? We got, like, we got, like, OGs. And that's a different genre. That's a different time. That's a different mentality that's a different like a whole different era but now we here we in brooklyn we in new york we in a home of hip-hop literally right we in a home of santeria right we here and you are like this like this little <laughs> flower <laughs> came up. From the no straight up though like this flower that's like oh, wait a minute Look, i didn't know we were still making those like that's like vintage brooklyn like oh my gosh um no, I'm okay for right now. Thank you. Yeah, so it's like, tell me about this new project you got, Keep Your Head in the Clouds. Okay. Good segue, good segue. Um, Keep Your Head in the Clouds is a project uh, that I'm like super honored to have even created. And like, I like shock myself with that project. It's only four songs, really. It's not even that long, really, of an experience. But it's definitely one of those things that, like I said, I feel like sometimes I'm writing for my future self. Okay. I'm not writing because I'm experiencing something. Like, when you listen to these songs, you'll think I wrote it because of a certain incident that later happened in my life. And it's like, no, I actually wrote this because I was chilling in my shed in my backyard, smoking it out, just feeling my 
feeling myself and just trying to like channel like almost like a channeler like somebody who's channeling spirit like me channeling through lyrics and just kind of like hearing certain things and going with it and flowing with it and being like okay like this is where we're going with this um and oftentimes when i create projects too like they come after i've created a bunch of music and a bunch of different segments and, and just smaller parts and then I sit back almost like an artist looking at what they created and then I start to like pull together a project and I'm like oh this is a project you know mm. what I mean that I created but like to say that I wrote this project with intention to drop a project would be lying because that's not how it came to life at all you know um, but the project is comprised of four songs we have Plane, which is like sort of like the intro track, I like to think of. Um, and it's basically like the takeoff. It's basically me, you know, on, on the ground level in Brooklyn, like sort of like, like we said, daydreaming, uh, wanting to aspire to be in the clouds and to live high above my means in my current reality, as a lot of us want to do, you know what I mean? And then it breaks into sort of Cloud Nine, which is the second song, which is more of like, oh, we in the clouds. Like, we soaring out here. It's super confident, super like, but not in like a, a well, maybe a little cocky, but like in a, in a, in a good way, not in an arrogant way. Uh, and in that song, I'm basically just talking about like, I'm on Cloud Nine and Nine Nine and Nine Nine, meditating. Heard the throne was for the taking. I'm on Cloud Nine and Nine Nine and Nine Nine, working overtime, divinity in its prime. I'm a, and it's like this beautiful song of just like fully realizing like. <laughs> That's how true it is. The dog barking. <laughs> the, the dog barking. He felt it. Of like, just like, once again, that moment of like closing your eyes and being like, oh, I'm wherever I want to be. You know what I mean? I don't got to like stay in this backyard in Brooklyn in my house. I could actually be in the sky if I close my eyes and say I am. You know? So that's sort of where that song takes you. And then I have another song that follows that called I Know. And I love this. I really can't wait for people to hear this song because it's like a combination of. Nas, I don't know if you know, of course you do. Of Nas, I know I can. I be know what I want to be if I work hard at it. If I, I work yeah, hard at okay. it, I know so that's all. It's a combination of that mixed with Mulan, such as like what she's singing. A song which like, one for which song for Mulan? The song that's like, Ancestors, hear my plea. Oh, help my me I love not that to make song. a fool of me, right? Oh. That one. It's a combination of those two songs meshed together, which is like so weird to say. When you hear it, you're going to say, that makes so much sense. Mixed with a poet that I studied in college. His name is Robert Frost. And he has this poem, The Road. The Road Less Travel. Yes. It's all those three things that people would never think go together. Well, Savage the Poet made them go together. And those are just three things that I've, I've been exposed to in my life. So they came out on this song. And it's just so beautiful because it's like Cloud Nine was us soaring through the crap soaring through the clouds feeling like super confident and being in this fantasy i know is like the track of like oh now i'm actually in the clouds with my ancestors mm. and now i'm like in the heavens not in a way of like i died but in a way of like i'm visiting you know what i mean and i have questions for y'all and i have like a, you know i'm here and i'm in my imagination and my fantasy but i also feel a bit hopeless sometimes in mm. this and there's a, a bit of like damn i know i exist down here but what i want to do is live up here and just sort of like asking them like how how am i going to do this how am i going to do this and in the mm. own song i come back to like but i know i know i have you know ancestors with me i know i have spirit guides with me i know i have some of the most powerful people that came before me who are literally lifting me up in the clouds you know what i mean and it's a it's, it ain't you know it's, it ain't teleportation it's like a slow journey you know and after that song we have the final song which is head up which is literally 
a combination, and I didn't write it like this, but like sitting back later and looking at it, I'm like, it's like a combination of like Biggie's Juicy mixed with like Pac's Keep Your Head Up, of like both of these songs that are like, you know, Biggie's Juicy was like an ode to Brooklyn and where he came from and like hustling to like living his dreams basically. And, and Pac's Keep Your Head Up of like, no matter how hard life gets, no matter how difficult shit seems and, and you know, just how bad it gets in life sometimes, Keep your head up. Keep your head up. A lot of good comes from that. You know what I mean? We're literally magnets to blessings sometimes. And when you are vibrating on a level that's like down and out or not on God and I'm sad. Or, you know what I mean? Of course those feelings exist. But when you are staying there, you can't attract anything good. You know what I mean? But the moment you start saying, you know what? My head is in the clouds. I got this. Like, I'm fly. I'm confident. Like, I know what I want. I close my eyes and I can be whatever I want those blessings start to just stick to you like honey like you're this force this ball of like good you know what i mean starts to come to you so that's basically the project it like song by song it sounds it really dope i'm very excited to hear yeah, it i'm so excited for you to hear it it's i'm mad excited a, it's a it's a moment for sure i'm mad excited because i'm not think it's important like we had just said about you know the realities of life yes should be rough especially in the past year a lot of people's going through it it's a lot it's just a lot um and i think sometimes like in our like very digital very current very minute to minute world you know we get in the updates on everything that everything and sometimes it's a little too much like Sometimes, like, yeah. Like, I don't know if I need that much reality, like, yeah. all the time. No, it's real. Like, I don't need it. Like, I need to be able to, you know, hear something that's inspirational, to hear something that's, you know, that lifts me up. And not just from a place of, like, you know, because I, I, I'm a hip-hop head. Like, I love rap. And, but now it's like, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm listening to certain stuff. Now I got mad questions about the things that I've been listening to for my whole life. Like, this is problematic as hell. Like, what is this? Yeah, we all have those moments. I'm just being like, I'm singing, and then like, but then, but, but I'm one of those people who like my memorization is like off the chains. Like something that I heard 20 years ago, I still know it bar for bar. I'm like, this is taking up a lot of room. I don't know why I still have like all of this like these old ass songs. My memory is like. It's like a struggle for me sometimes. Really? I'm such like an in the moment type of person. Like even after we have this conversation, you'll be like, Rich, I love when you said this. I'll be like, like, I said that. <laughs> like it's weird. It's like in the moment. I, I'm not as good as like remembering things as concrete. But that's a that's it's a probably gift. for the best that you don't remember everything, honestly. Yeah. Because I feel like I be remembering too much shit and yeah. I don't know, I guess that's it's a gift too. Yeah. It's nice for you know, be able to like look back and track your experiences and just be like, you know, like off the cuff. Exactly. But like some of the stuff, like some of the like rap that I love, like and cherish that I listen to now, I'm just like, damn, like this is like consumerist as hell. Or like this is like, you know, souping me up for like a life that's not real, mm -hmm. you know? But I, I understand why they was rapping like that, especially like some of the plate, well, not everybody. Some people who had it better off than they uh persona laid yeah. it out to be is no, like sir sure. you are college educated it was your parent home <laughs> yeah. we went to private school i don't know why you acting like you was a gangbanger okay, selling crack yeah. you you was not right. like you had a uniform calm down um <laughs> but then there were some people who really had it like it was crazy and it's like music was their way to like lift themselves out of those things but i think that especially now you know it's a lot more people are feeling like they want stuff that's 
relatable to them and somewhat attainable too you know and like people need to like a lot of people want to feel like I don't know I feel like the age of like superstardom is kind of dying a little bit mm. like in terms of like people aren't as larger than life as they used to be but I don't think that's a bad thing like some people just you know just the, I, I, I'm maybe not the superstardom but like the cult of celebrity you know like what it is to be a celebrity what it is to be like a well-known person you know like you got everyday, regular, regular people that's turning up and they're like celebrities now, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just a thing. It just, Tell me about it. It just is what it is at this point, right? So it's like... And as fast as it comes sometimes is as fast as it goes. Exactly. Like, nothing that happens so fast will last. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it, you know, uh, yeah. You know, sometimes for certain people... For certain people. You know, it, it does happen that fast and it does last. But, like, for majority, it doesn't really, like... And then I think this is, like, the way our culture is. Like, we consume so much, like, so quickly that, like, you can put something out. It'll just be consumed. But there's people just waiting for something, anything else. Like, they, they, yeah, they're, like, insatiable. Like, they just need something. And it's, like, I feel like... People don't savor anymore. They don't, like, savor the moment. They don't savor what... They're not, like, holding on to it like that. And it's, like, if you, you know... if, if If it looks good enough for some people, that's enough. Some people really don't care if it sounds good. Some people don't care if it holds up 10 years from now. Some people don't care. Yeah, do not care. They do not care, you know? But, like, like I said, as I've been listening to, like, a lot of hip-hop that I love and, like, still remember, I'm like, yo, there's there's something to being able to release music that speaks to people and takes them to a place and be like, damn, I remember what it was when I heard that song. Or, like, I remember, like... I listen. I played this song and I did this, you know, and like, or I walked with this this song on repeat for a whole month, and my whole month was like this down the third. I don't think that. I don't think that um. That, a lot of people can appreciate, you know, a slow and steady build, a slow and steady grind anymore. And I, I don't. I don't think it's anybody's fault in particular. I just think it's just the age we're in. We're in a digital age, you know. Um, but, I like that. You're so young, but you're touching so many topics that clearly 10 years from now, you could revisit yeah. some stuff, right? Like you could revisit it and be like, you know what? Nah, I still like this song. I'm going to remix my own shit. Yeah. You know, like no, I'm going exactly. to redo it, you know, because I, I really was, I was in my bag on this one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm grown up now and I could yeah. add a little something else, you know? But I think that even giving yourself that, that, that room to just be yourself as an artist, to be yourself like in your whole spiritual form you know that's something that a lot of people like i said especially in music unless it's for a gimmick and i i might be a little controversial in this next couple of uh, seconds but (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna try to keep it i'm gonna try to keep it as pc as possible i am a libra i'm gonna try to keep it pc okay Okay? i'm I'm gonna try to keep it pc right so just to clarify you are, are you marked no i'm not you're not marked Mm-mm. okay so like you have your head marked like you know whose child you are no okay okay yeah let's get into let's it. get into yeah, it all right let's get into it. so you speak a lot about ochun mm-hmm. right and ochun sweetness right which i listen we all as devotees we all love ochun right mm-hmm. how do you feel about some some of the things you know like gosh right like beyonce put out a whole project mm-hmm. right she didn't say, but she said, but she didn't say, right? And a lot of people from there was like, yup, that's it, Ochoon energy, right? Yeah, now, as 
as somebody who comes from a family of people that practice, comes from the community, right? And as somebody who is very open in your music about your different modalities and the things that you touch base on, you know, do you feel that like whenever you, do, if you decide to take that journey, do you feel like it would be something that you would share with the public? Yes. Right? I think, I think so. Okay. So, no, I'm not Mark, but I've had a few readings, of course, from like different spiritualists. And a common thread that I often receive is that spirit speaks to me through lyrics and through lyricism. And so, such as somebody like Oshun or Madamas or anything that I've ever spoken about in life, I've never questioned it because to me, if it's spirit speaking to me through lyrics, they want it, they want it to be said. It's almost like a reader who who's pulling cards, right? Mm-hmm. One can say, like, I'm pulling the cards, I'm doing it. Or one can say, I have a, a, a gitana, or I have a, a, a gypsy who's doing it for me, right? Same way with me kind of writing sometimes. Gotcha. I feel like I'm writing, but I feel like what I'm saying is bigger than me sometimes. And back to, like, me, me writing things that happen in the future, I think sometimes my spirits take over my pen sometimes mm. and, are, and are giving me hints, but also the people around me hints of what's to come. So no, I'm not Mark, but in a sense, do I feel marking or being initiated will come to me? Yes, I do. You know what I mean? And I don't even have people in my family or anybody who's initiated like that. Wow. Like this is really like, when I say spirit has, okay, so there's levels of spirit too, right? We have, right. We have Egon, we have ancestors, mm-hmm. we have Orisha, we have... The this, commissions, this the Madonnas, yeah, the Adonas, the Congos. To it, you know what I mean? I feel like... When those things are ready to happen, they will happen. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I don't think if they want me to speak, I will speak. I will not. I've been in rooms with like certain musical producers and you know certain environments, studios in the city, for example, where I've shown them my music and I've heard the the note of like, do you think you can make this a little universal? Or like, do you think you cannot say certain things? Or do you think you can like, you know, and it's crazy because I watch rappers like Chance the Rapper talk about, you know, being a Christian or like, even SZA's new song, Good Day, she mentions like Job and the Bible and it's like so regular. Or even like most Def and Lupe, they're Muslim. And like, and they talk, they're like, they're very open about their faith. Right. You know, and it's like, it's okay. But there's always like a, because I think, I think Arisha, it's not, not in you. It's really not in here. And I've, I've been so humble to like just learn, too, because I know I'm not in it, in it like that. But just from a, a person who's feeling certain things. And like me and you spoke about dreams, for example. It's like nobody could take my dreams away from me. And if if I feel like I'm, I'm feeling a spirit in a dream, and I've even heard you talk about dreams on the podcast before, right? Where they're so vivid and you know a spirit has come and knocked on your door and has like spoken to you type of thing. I've had those visions, you know what I mean? I've had those things happen to me. And to that nature, I'm like, no, nobody could tell me what I've seen. You know what I mean? Or nobody, that's the part of being a spiritual person. It's so important that you have your own sort of path and you know that it's different from everybody else's no matter if you're in a house or if you're yep. in like you still have your own shit you know what i mean you have your own conversations with your own spirits like i once my mom showed me this woman before who like goes to misas and stuff and she's like i tell my spirits before i go to a misa like you know if y'all don't feel like it's right for me and y'all don't want to speak don't fucking speak and she's been in misas with 
you know, Baba Laos and other people are trying to read her and they can't because her spirits are sitting there like this. Like, no, these ain't the people. No, Yo, that was me for years. This ain't it. No, exactly. For but years. That's a testament to how strong your court is and your, your guides are. You know what I mean? That sometimes the best teacher is hidden and, and locked away inside yourself, just waiting to come out over time. You know what I mean? And so the idea of being marked too, a lot of people assume that I'm marked just because of how I speak sometimes. And that's also a, 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 a note of like, so Beyonce, for example, of like mentioning Oshun in a song. I've heard both sides of people being like, all right, she done said it now. Women about to be out here just claiming Oshun. Everybody wants to talk about the Oshun. And I feel that sense of being like, all right, girl, well, like, do a little research if you're just going to start claiming something or like, don't start wearing alekes on your, on your, you know what I mean? Just be very, very careful what you're doing. And I've seen the extremes of both. I've seen people straight up like here, Elegwan, like start wearing alekes and, and just being like, I am. You know what I mean? And I'm like, don't do that. I would never do that because I understand through research, I've gotten to understand the tears of what initiation is and what that does and what comes with it and, and all those things that I would never disrespect something in that way. But in the same note, for example, I would never deny me walking past the store and feeling something be like, yo, grab sunflowers for yourself. Bring that shit home. Like, make a little space for yourself where you could just speak to yourself in a mirror and just feel, give yourself the love that you want. You know what I mean? Don't have somebody, don't be looking for it in a relationship, but don't look for it from your mother. Don't look for it from, from classmates or your peers. If you can give it to yourself, and who's to say that's not Oshun energy, right? Being like, if you can give it to yourself, give it to yourself. You know what I mean? And if the first vessel of that is picking five sunflowers and being like, mm, I'm here, I feel loved. You know what I mean? The, the surface of it, of course, is like, there's nothing wrong with people feeling that sense of like, and that's how powerful a spirit is, right? Where it's like, wow, you don't even know what you're doing, but you're doing it. You know what I mean? And people who are initiated, they can see it from before and be like, I know exactly what's, what's happening here. You know what I mean? Even if you don't know right now, in 20 years, this is going to happen to you. Yeah. Type of thing, you know? And the funny thing with Oshun, like, I have had a Babalao tell me before, like, that he, like, a close friend of my father is a Babalao. And he's a high priest, and he he has told me and my family certain things about like our saints and what he sees for us. But he's like, all in due time, I will never tell you when you have to do something or like, you know, because some people too will be like, you got to do it right now, and it costs this much, and this is what it gives, and and it becomes very business for some people. You know, even when I traveled to Cuba, with my family for some time, I really believe spirit brought us there, and spirit kind of like, you know, we went for my mother's um, 40th birthday. And we ended up going to a tambor for Yamaya. Aww. And it was just so beautiful. And like a few years ago, like my dad's best friend told my mom, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you're a child of Yamaya. And I wouldn't be surprised if your son was a child of Oshun. Before I even know who Oshun was, you know what I mean? Or before she even knew the extent of what Yamaya is or what she can offer her. It's just like little moments in the movie. Like you said, when you walk and you feel like it's not deja vu, but you can feel the movie of your life happening. And you can feel the... Not not the trailer, but like, just like moments where you're like, this is poetic. This moment that I'm living is very poetic. And I will not be surprised if five years from now, 10 years from now, I'm living this in a whole different way. You know what I mean? Like, it's not for no reason. I, I believe that everything in life happens for a reason and everybody's existence is for a purpose. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, on the topic of Oshun, it's just funny because she's always sort of been there as well in my life. Like, even when I was acting, I like auditioned for this film at the age of like 20. 
and or 19 19 probably 18 um for, for this sva student she was like shooting a film and i remember a a, a a scene vivid in my memory like everything's perfect like in a in a if they did a movie in my life this would have to be a scene in it because it was just so like hmm, of me reading the script and then it was like an intimate scene between me and this actress and in the scene we, we stop and we break and on her table there's a statue of Oshun and I didn't I don't know I ain't know nothing about Oshun or or Arisha or Bia or no, nothing you know what I mean I'm just acting I'm being a kid acting auditioning for stuff but later in my life I've always remembered that moment and been like I remember when I had that moment in that film of being like who is that and what is that and, and you know not just you know for example I've grown up around my grandmother being like a Christian, you know what I mean? Like Catholicism being a thing also in my in my family and seeing those figures and never feeling anything. Never feeling that sense of like, hmm, what's what's that? Or who is that? You know, but I remember that moment so clearly with Doshun. It was like a, a trans type of moment of being like, what is this that I'm seeing? Or what is this that I'm feeling, you know? And it's just amazing because later in life, I'm able to look back at certain things and like, life is really poetry. Life is poetry. Like what I do is poetry, but life is poetry. It is. It's poetry happening in your life. It's poetry happening in my life. And to everybody listening to this, it's poetry in your life. Life is just a, a fucking movie. You know what I mean? And like, start to trust in your signs and the scenes that are happening because just because what you see when you close your eyes isn't happening right now, it doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? You Actually, could just be prepping yourself for something that's gonna happen in the future. And and the strongest spell we have, the strongest wand, you know what I mean, we have is our words. So the moment you say something, you are having it happen. You know what I mean? It's happening. Like we just, we said, I don't know if we said this off air, like on air, but like, like your grandmothers were praying for you. Yeah, and, and like those, some of us are surviving yeah. on like the prayers of our grandmothers, like before we was even here. And like, they just now hitting. Like you know they, I mean? they still hitting. Yeah, they still hitting. You got like you know. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you got prayers coming. You know that's that's still like it's in waves. And it's interesting to me about like the whole Beyonce situation is like the only reason I've said anything about Beyonce is because she doesn't speak much about her personal life or anything at right. all, right? She's, like, very tight-lipped about everything. And then to come out and, you know, to 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 use certain imagery and, and sing certain songs, you know, I I feel like, in a way, like, she used her, like her secretive nature to kind of, like, stoke the fire of, mm. like, is that what she's really talking about? Is that what she's... What is she doing? Like, mm. she never confirmed or denied anything. She never was like, yeah, I went to Cuba and got crowned, or no, yeah, I'm just... She don't say shit. She don't say a damn thing. Yo, like, she's real Virgo to the situation. Yo, she like, don't you say just gonna see me perform, but you're not gonna see you, the ins and outs you, of like, me We talking. literally have no idea, you know? None. And I, 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 I do think that it was it's good to, like, bring certain things to the mainstream because you know like you said it's all right for chance the rappers to talk about his faith it's right. all right for lupe and most def to talk about their faith you know damn uh wu-tang was five percent it's like everybody is all right with spitting science and spitting knowledge yeah. and all of those things but like i think when it comes to you know certain traditions a lot of people feel very protective of them a lot of people, especially the OGs, they like, you know, I don't yeah. really appreciate all of this, you know, just because they coming from a, 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 a place of they had to do things in secret. So they want to keep it like that. And I, there's a lot of things that, you know, me and my godparents talk about it a lot. But there's a lot of things that there's reasons why we don't talk about certain things in public. It's not for everybody. It's like like you talked about even just 
the levels of initiations and it's like there's tears to it and it's like Absolutely. as on every level you get to get a little bit more it's not for everybody mm-hmm. but i do think there's there is some power in like making certain things just talking about them so that way people can start to even do research there's somebody who's never even heard about ochun there's somebody who's never even heard about the orishas there's somebody who doesn't even know what amadama is or like they're like what the hell is florida water like and these are things that people you know and and they seem so simple to people that's like like, oh this is whatever this is our everyday life or this is just something i've been grew up around and i've seen it and it it is what it is some people that's like this stuff is like life changing you know (laughs) it's like it literally like oh my god what is this? <laughs> what is going on? What is going on? So yeah. it's, it's it's sad that some of the like the music people that you engage with was just like, but uh, can you kind of tone it down or like, because uh, it's like that's that's, real. that's corny, that's like corny. that's mad corny like, to me because I'm like, yo, there's this is a whole. I don't even think they realize the opportunity that is in front of them. It's like there's a whole bunch of people who they like. There's a whole genre of music that doesn't even exist yet. Because right. of people, it. It because don't even it doesn't yet. even exist, it, not in this full form, right? Right. So, like, you know, Ochun, the group, yeah, right. So, uh, let's talk. Let's do a little degrees of separation, oh my God. right? I've had so many poetic moments with them too. They're I'm beautiful. Like, I've just been like, whoa, how are we this close? How is this happening? They are. They are. They are beautiful. Yeah. So, okay, all right. Now, this is gonna sound mad crazy. So, an episode that I did about dreams back in. You know, like in the fall, right? We have my, I have my friend Sade on. She's a, a daughter of Oya, right? So when me and Trey went to Sade's Ile for her, like it was like her birthday, like her Ocha birthday. Um, she did like a, a festival, you know, for uh, for Oya as a drumming, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so Ochun, the, the the two the two young women from Ochun are her young god sisters, right? Like they are members of her Ile. So like we go to give me and Trey, we go with our like there. they were there, right? Oh, okay. So I'm like, wait, I know y'all, <laughs> babies, right? They're so cute. So we, you know, we we give our offering to to Oya, and then like both of them are there, like divining with cola nuts for everybody that gives an offering, and they're like, dope. it was mad dope. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, so like this is so beautiful to see like two young women, both from Brooklyn, both very deeply involved in their religious work very committed to their religious work like no y'all are here divining and y'all vocal. not just like, like they out here art out just here like, like fully representing and that's the testament of Oshun in itself being like i want to be seen i'm going to be you're gonna seen. see me you're gonna see me you know what i mean like they need I, they need more contemporaries though in my yeah, opinion right no, like that's absolutely. that's a genre that has not been tapped that's a that's a whole market of of music of, of literature of all of these things um so like I feel like even right now like how we had the Harlem Renaissance back in the twenties or whatever I feel like we having this like yeah. this like ATR Renaissance Definitely. right we having this like we got people from all over so even in the car ride on on the way over here and I was just like like I'm really excited to interview you and I'm always excited to interview everybody I'm like yo straight up I want to be the Angie Martinez of this shit you like give that. you give, <laughs> listen. I went to an event before and I, I was like, it was Swiss Beats birthday party and I was serving it. Um, but so. there was like tons of celebrities there, Alicia Keys, Swiss Beats, like Russ, like tons of people. I only gagged when I saw Angie Martinez. Okay. I literally gasped. I, I was like, die. I you was understand? Like, oh my God, she's like iconic. But you don't realize like how important you are in this role of, of, of you're a gatekeeper, you're the key. You are the person that allows for people to to get their word out there in such a different way, you know? Because people hear my music and that's great. And people like see me drop shit and that's cool. But to hear me talk 
and just to hear me like well, talk about who I am with you who's so comfortable, like it's it, it changes things for a lot. It changes culture. You know what I mean? Oh, I hope gosh. you realize that. Like, no, seriously, like you give big ups to a lot of people, but you also need to be big up. You know what I mean? Because what you're doing is powerful. You know what I mean? It's super powerful. And how to be magical podcast is going to be huge, like bigger than what you can imagine. And, you know I, and I mean? that's another thing too, because like, like you had asked me before we got on air, like you know how are things going spiritually and things like that. And it's just like, yo, I'm, those memes hitting a little too good lately. I mean, those <laughs> yeah. that meme was like when you when you wake up from you know a ten hour dream, it's like the little Chinese girl with her right. hair, or whatever. I'd be uh-huh. like dead, like. No, like oh my gosh, like this is mad work, you know. And I'm just and Treasure can tell or anybody that's listening, Treasure can tell you. I'm always just like I'm tired. I love Treasure too. <laughs> Treasure's like she's the girl. I look at Treasure and I'm like. So one thing my mom always tells me, she's like, don't worry about everything that's happening in hip hop right now. You exist in the future. And I always take that to like my the chorus of all chords. Like I exist in the future, and I take a lot of pride in that. Like right now, we all in this like I won't even call it sleep, but we all in this phase of just like we think we woke, but it's like we're not there yet. When I see artists like Treasure, I'm like, you have something so powerful. And that's like I hate to even use that word because it's not enough to say what she has, but she has something so special, so unique, so like in the future. That's all I can say. Like it's in the future of, and I literally see me and Treasure, and I hope this is. Yeah, like I hope a, y'all make a song. A spell. I hope we make a project. Yeah, like, like y'all, y'all, y'all need like yeah. listen. There's there's a lot like there's a lot of work yeah. like uh, that the collective. Us, us, us folks yeah. need to like I spoke really to get down. Longer. I was like, I really hope you're making music and like, don't give up on music. Like, just continue. You know, like things get rough sometimes for artists, and it's people don't realize how hard it is. Like, really, like creating it is one thing, and that's like pat on my back, great, I made it. But then comes like spreading it, speaking about it, being in certain rooms, having it exist, having you know what I mean. Some people make one song and they write in it for like ten years, like just pumping and pumping and pumping it. But when you are a creator and you feel like you just live in a space of like making and making and singing and you know, it's a whole different ballgame, you know. And Treasure has one of those voices, like you know how Sevilla had that voice mm-hmm. that you in a room. The first time I met Treasure, and I didn't even meet her. The first time I experienced Treasure, we were going. Me and my family were going to. Um, Chiquita Brujita's event under the bridge mm-hmm. and I literally as I walked into oh, the event oh what she was saying for Alegua <laughs> as I walked into the event I literally was like who is that a song playing or is that a person playing but when I say you can hear her voice like bounce off the bridge and just like so like it was like a bubble of just like protection that she was casting yeah um she was just casting this like bubble of protection and just that voice. You don't hear a voice like that every, every day, every century. You don't hear a voice like that. You period. Don't. You, you know. Don't. And I think like for her, the more she sings to like spirit and like let spirit just pour out of her, and don't even try to compete with like. And that's the whole th- singers. Forget singers nowadays. Just sing for spirit, treasure. You're literally like the world ain't ready for you, but they're gonna be ready. But they're gonna be, but they not right now. But they not right now. You're in the future. You will. We we are in the future. We in the future. You know, and that's why I I really feel like this is the future of music, and even even of like movies and like 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 visuals, right? Mm. Because there's a lot of. Like there's a lot of shows and stuff that I loved growing up. Like and I always loved like that weird like I'm gonna be honest, I hated horror movies growing up. Mm. Like when I say hated, like 
if the shit, if the commercial sounds too scary, I'm upset. I'm, out. I'm done. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't, I didn't like anything scary. And I still don't, but like, I have a different perspective on it now because yeah. now I'm just like, I watch things with very like critical eye. Like, well, that's why you got the damn uh-huh. shit floating around. You didn't clean the house, you didn't sweep, you didn't smudge, you didn't smoke nothing out. Well, of course you got some shit working yeah, up in your house. That's just a side note, but imagine us making a horror film of like, just drop the pen right there. Like, All right, we're we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna come back to that. But, yeah. but I definitely, um, there's a lot of things that I like enjoyed watching as a kid, or like because I knew I was like, there's something that's that's real about this. But then there was also this other like element of, yeah, that's not the whole thing, right? Like that's not the whole story, or that's this person's perspective on it. And I'm pretty sure that this is very sensationalized, and I'm pretty sure that this is not as accurate. You know, or this is being, you know, Hollywoodified or whatever, because it's like they need to make it look more dramatic. And this is the part that they think is dramatic, but that's not the real dramatic part. Like the real dramatic part is like the real shit that happens that you can't really dress up and like yeah. make look like something on camera. You know, like, like, have you been to a Misa? I have. Right. So like speaking as somebody who's been to a Misa, right, that feeling when the spirit comes and this person is talking, there's nothing that in you that's like, oh, this person's faking it. They can't fake that. Like, mm-hmm. like a real, like a real espiritista, a real medium cannot fake. Like, if they came, they came. And the person is talking yeah. and they look like a different, but they walking like a different person. They sitting like a different person, right? It's, it's, it's like, it's this thing. And you're like, to be even just in the room to witness you, you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel mad special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mad privileged to be here, you know? They tell, they look you in your eye and they tell you something that there's no way this person could ever knew this about you. They don't know you from nowhere. They then looked you straight in your eye and told you about yourself. You're like, loose to that? No, <laughs> because, okay. and thank you for telling me about myself. You didn't have to tell me. You could see me in my mess and kept it pushing, but yeah. you decided to impart a little something on me. I appreciate yeah. that. And it's bigger than what you think. When you're sitting there, <laughs> You think you ready and You ain't never you know, ready. I'll be very honest, I'm getting one soon. Ooh. That's for me and I'm really excited about. Oh my gosh, I'm I, excited. I'm also kinda nervous about Oh it's, it's But it's like I'm not as nervous. So when I went to my first one, it was like a few years ago. And I was nervous when I went the the person I went with, I was like, Okay, I'm I'm supporting you, I'm here. And I was a little nervous, I'm not gonna lie, because I've never been to a Misa before. But I went and I was like you know, I told you I'm a crier, right? So, I, like, you say anything, I'm bawling. I'm literally sitting there <laughs> bawling, you know? And, like, I've always felt really connected to... My mom has a brother who passed uh, before I even was born. And his name was Hector. Uh, and I've always felt his presence. Like, I would write poetry, and he would always... Once again, like, spirit speaking through lyrics sometimes, he would come out in the form of, like, dedications, or me speaking about this spirit in the sky, his name coming to mind, and, like just this portal of him being there. So when I went to a Misa and I can, and someone can tell me that my uncle walks with me, you know what I mean? Or and like, you know it. You and like I know that. it because I felt it. So it's just like a confirmation. When I tell you tears, like, it's like, it's not even a game, but I am getting one soon. Ooh. And I feel my spirits. They're like, I feel like I've hit a, a point in, in my spirituality where my spirits want to step forward and they don't, they, it's no longer a guessing game with me. They don't want me to, be, you know, be invisibly doing things. They want me to be doing things. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm really excited because I feel like after this Misa, I'm going to leave with a lot more structure. <laughs> and I'm going to leave, leave with a lot more, like, just organized faith. You know, sometimes you could be doing things 
as spiritual people. And we don't even know why we're doing them sometimes. We're just like, okay. Like you bringing me those herbs, for example. It's like, who knows why that happened, but that happened. Because you could have brought me a butter. You could have brought me something different. But you brought me herbs and incense. You know what I mean? So sometimes we do things that we don't even know why we're doing them. And it's bigger than, than what we are sometimes. So I just can't wait to have that experience of sitting there and being like, okay, now this is dedicated to me. So come down, come down. Like, let me, oh, let me meet you. You know what I mean? It's and, really... And I can't wait, too, because I, you know, it's not going to be a silent experience, too. Like, I want to ask. I want to know certain things. Oh, what's your name? Like, I want to know, like, who you are. What do you like to eat? What do you, like, I've felt you for so many years because I know you're there. So now, like, it's going to be such an honor to actually know how to honor and worship them in a way that they deserve to be paid attention to you know what i mean like it's such a you know it's still foreign to so many people though you know what i mean like i'm talking to you about this and it's beautiful but i don't talk to nobody about this stuff you know what i mean like it's like my mom you know what i mean like she's somebody whose spirit also snatched and was like all right we grabbing you too you know but besides us two like it's not something that i'm like just chopping up with friends like oh yeah this is what i'm doing on a on a wednesday like this is what i'm doing on a sunday like it's magical i feel so blessed to even be talking to you about it to be honest and feel so comfortable to to talk about I'm, i'm glad you feel comfortable talking about it because there's a lot of people that's listening that have never experienced the misa you know like and even as we talking about it, they're probably trying to figure out like, what do they, you know, what do they mean? Like, but it's to bring it to what I was talking about in terms of like representation and like film and things like that. Like film and, and TV and, and videos and all that stuff is such a powerful vehicle that it's like, it's a double-edged sword. Like if you're showing people things, you should give them a little something like yeah. a little aftercare, right? If it's something that's like really heavy hitting, which I'm not trying to rag on Beyonce, obviously, but I do feel like she opened up a, a, a door of conversation. Kind of just left the conversation. Yeah, right? that's real. Too. Like she looks, she she loses like, yup, I'm. That's what it is. Yeah. Argue amongst yourselves, which is her prerogative. She's grown. She do what the hell she wants. Yeah. But I do think that it is important for people to like understand the imagery that they take in part. And like you said, sometimes we do things we don't know why we're doing it. You know, and. And, and even going to your like your your misa like for you and getting like literally your blueprint mm-hmm. of how they want things done for now right, right. because it's always going to be changing right yeah. next next couple of months and when you go to another one they don't have something else to say and it, it's just like a compounding I think that is sometimes like people need to see certain things though in order to understand like it's possible for them too and it's not like a a far-flung thing right right? like it's not like some unattainable thing or it's not like oh that's just on tv that's not real it's like no there's a lot of things that that's that 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 people do that you know you wouldn't they not dressed the way you think (laughs) you know they don't look like they don't have that And that concludes this week's episode of the How to Be Magical podcast, the part one of Music and Mysticism with Savage the Poet. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can find me online at soulthingsbotanica.com. You can find me on social media at soulthingsbk. You can also find me on Facebook at soulthingsbotanica. And I just joined Clubhouse while I just started becoming more active on Clubhouse. And we'll be hosting talks there every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the How to Be Magical Club. So if you're on Clubhouse, um, as, of, as of right now, it's only open to Apple users. I'm sorry. But, you know, 
I'm pretty sure that Android is coming soon. I'm crossing my fingers on that for you guys. And if you are on Clubhouse, you can follow me. I'm Soul Things BK, and the club is How to Be Magical. Join me next week, um, Friday, April 23rd, as I conclude my interview with Savage. We'll be delve deeper into the mysticism of music and of him as an artist. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As always, stay safe, stay beautiful, and keep it magical. I love you. Peace.